Hi guys, welcome back to the Blush Podcast and welcome to the first episode of 2021. How are you, Tiffany? I'm doing so well. It's so exciting. We're in a new year and like also nothing has changed. So, but it's a new year. So that's great. Listen, my 2021 is off to a great start. I lost an earring and I found it. So I think it's a good omen. It's going to be a good year. That's such a good sign. I love that journey for you. (laughs) Yes. You guys, if you're worried at all about 2021, I'm here to tell you my earring says it's okay. That's the sign everyone needed was your fucking (laughs) earring. (laughs) No, it's great. I love that we're in a new year. It feels like a fresh start. We've cleansed our palettes of 2020. And, you know, last episode, if you didn't listen, please check it out. It's amazing. I mean, I might be a little biased in saying that. (laughs) I think it's our best episode yet. I do too. I thought it was a really good episode. And we talked a lot about taking your power back. That's kind of how we ended the year. And we sort of wanted to go off on that note and explore what it really means to take your power back. Get a little more detailed into it. Get a little more specific. And I think the biggest thing when Heve and I were sort of constructing this episode, what we realized, the biggest thing holding us back from really taking our power is fear. We all have it and sort of how Heve and I have dealt with it, how we got over it, maybe how we didn't get over it. Yep. Yeah. And when we were talking about fear, it reminded me of one of my really good friends. For the sake of this story, I will call her Stephanie. She's truly one of the bravest women I know. (laughs) So Stephanie, a few years ago, was in a relationship and... You know, like any normal young woman in her 20s, she wanted to do something special for their anniversary. And she'd already gotten him plenty of gifts. So she was thinking and she was like, you know what? You know what I'll give him for our three-year anniversary? Like any woman would think, anal. (laughs) So she decides they're going to go to dinner on their anniversary And after dinner, she's going to give him the gift that keeps on giving, (laughs) which is anal sex. Also, what a way to start 2021, talking about (laughs) anal sex in the first episode. I know, right? I bet everyone was like, God, I hope they don't fucking open with their vaginas. (laughs) No, no, we're taking you to a different hole. Welcome to 2021. We have graduated from the vagina. The year now is all about our assholes. (laughs) (laughs) So they go out to dinner. They come back. She's, I don't know, probably three or four glasses of wine deep. They're hooking up and she turns to him and says, baby, tonight we're doing anal. And of course, he's super excited like any guy would be. Gets ready, (laughs) lubes it up, ready to go. She's obviously really nervous. She's never done it before as any, you know, woman would be. He puts it in and she is like, "Okay, it's happening. She's a little drunk. And then that's when something turns in her. And whether it was fear or the dinner or whatever, she feels some sort of weird pain. 
And in that moment, she panics and screams, take it out. So he obviously rips it out of her body and she proceeds to shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) She thankfully knew it was coming and she grabbed her own asshole with her hand as you do when you're about to shit all over a bed with your boyfriend (laughs) and proceeds to sprint to the closest bathroom. Gets to the bathroom, turns on the light. There's shit everywhere. She cleans herself off in just complete shame and disgust. She's also horrified at what could be on her boyfriend's penis right now, assuming it's probably poop. She asks him, like, are you okay? He's also asking her if she's okay. Everyone's relatively okay, but... (laughs) (laughs) He actually didn't mind as much as she did. She was a lot more traumatized by the event. And for the next few years, um, I don't want to throw out the word PTSD, but it was PTSD. (laughs) Poop-TSD. Poop-TSD. I mean, if you talked about anniversary anal and shit in the same sentence stephanie definitely had (laughs) war style flashbacks going on in her head and after that the asshole region was not an area that they touched i mean there it was a no-go zone for her and obviously he was a little disappointed and wanted to especially after that experience was so horrific And so Stephanie was extremely fearful of anal sex after that. So a few years pass. It's her anniversary again. They're going on a little trip. And she decides, you know what? It's time to move past this. It's time to step up and be a woman and let her boyfriend once again stick his dick in her asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So she decides this time she is going to not eat. For about 24 hours leading up to the occasion (laughs) to fully protect herself from the situation happening again. And she drank and she said, you know what? I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it this time. I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to channel my inner zen. Gandhi is fucking shaking right now is how fucking (laughs) zen this bitch got. And she did anal again and she didn't poop everywhere because she really worked on herself and got through it. I mean, someone call her the Joan of Arc of our time to get over her fear of (laughs) anal. (laughs) I like to throw that out there. She is my personal inspo, maybe even the inspo to this episode of how you can also get over your fears even after it goes horribly wrong. Stephanie is my hero. Truly, what a pioneer woman. I mean, (laughs) what an inspiration. She really is. It's how we should all live life. You know, when when something gets us down, when we fail, it might take us some time, but we get right back on our knees and let it happen again. (laughs) Right back on our (laughs) knees. Listen, I have always been that kid that was afraid of everything. Like yeah. there were school trips I went on where I was like, no, I'm not 
walking up the stairs to the top of this fucking building that you brought us to. I'm fucking afraid of heights. I'm afraid of cars. I'm afraid of everything. I have emotional fears. I mean, my entire life is riddled with fear. And I'm really, truly moved by Stephanie's steps in overcoming her fears. And I think there's something too when the worst possible thing happens, it kind of makes you less afraid. Yeah, for sure. Like I used to be a really jealous person. Now jealousy is honestly the only type of crazy that I don't have. And I think it's because I was cheated on. I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's that. And I moved on, you know? (laughs) If you think of the worst case scenario and then it actually happens to you, it's really not that bad. And you can overcome it. In all seriousness. So yeah, we really want to do a deep dive into fears and facing our fears. And when we were talking about this, we realized that, you know, we have all these fears. You know, we have fears that things won't succeed, that, you know, our ideas won't take off, that relationships will end, that, you know, what will people think or that something will be too much work. And as we were dissecting this, we realized that all of these various fears that we have that hold us back from living the life that we want, they all boil down to one of three fears. It's either fear of failure, fear of judgment, or fear of pain. So fear of failure would be like, oh, this won't succeed, or you know, uh, my idea will never take off. Fear of judgment is obviously, you know, worrying about what people think. And then fear of pain, I think, has layers to it. There's emotional pain, heartache, but also pain could be something like hard work. I know that sometimes that fear of having to do so much, like, oh my God, it's going to be so much work, that definitely holds me back. I know it holds other people back. But ultimately, it's those three fears that I think everything boils down to. For sure. And it stops us from doing so much that we want to do just because we're so afraid of any of these three things happening. And we see this in dating so much. I mean, I know I wasn't on apps for a really long time and I have a lot of friends who won't go on apps. And, you know, personally, I know I made a lot of various excuses, but for me, now I see it was really the fear of failure, kind of. I felt it was easier to not be on apps and just not be dating than to actually try to put myself out there and still not meet my person. Like, I didn't want to go on a million dates with a million people and still not meet my person, but be putting all that effort in. It would be so much easier if I just wasn't trying at all. And I had that excuse for why I wasn't meeting someone. I was the same way when I was single. I didn't like being on the apps and I was totally afraid of being on it. But at the end of the day, if you want to meet someone, you're going to have to go on a lot of dates. And every one of those dates that isn't your person is going to essentially be a failure. And you just have to accept it. It's just what it's part of the process. But I think when it boils down to it, it's not about the end goal. It's about that process and that journey. And just because that person that you go on a date or two with isn't, you know, your soulmate, doesn't mean you don't walk away from that experience with something. And, you know, to bring it back to Stephanie, I mean, for me, you could say my worst fear did happen. I've been on apps for six months now and 
I sure as shit haven't met my person, but it's actually been really, really nice. I've learned and grown so much as a person. I've had some really fun times. I've had some less fun times, but I guess my worst fear has materialized and it's fine. It's it's not even a thing. It's, I wouldn't even change it if I could, honestly. I think it's because we're so fixated on the end goal rather than Mm. the present and being in the moment and thinking of what do we need right now? Like obviously the end goal for everything is to have a successful career, meet your partner, make money, do all those things. But in the meantime, there's a lot of growth and a lot of fun you can have. You know, that reminds me, I recently went on maybe the best first date I've been on. And I remember right afterwards, I was telling Tiffany about it. And I immediately said to her, oh, but it's it's not going to last because he's back and forth between New York and somewhere else all the time. And, you know, I was just listing all the reasons why it wouldn't work. But I was like, but it was the best date. And then later I was reflecting on it and I realized I always do that. I always immediately look for all the reasons why something won't work. Yeah. And it's because I'm so afraid of being heartbroken. You know, after every major breakup I've had, I've thought to myself, I'm not going to date again unless it's my person because I never want to feel like this again. But with this situation, I really had to take a beat. And then I, I connected how on the flip side, the guys that I do go for aren't the ones that I'm actually that into. They're the ones that I think are safe, that make sense on paper, and where I think I'll never be hurt. And German is actually the best example of this because with German, I never really felt those kinds of butterflies. I was never really that into him. In fact, there are times I remember where I just kind of cringe yeah. at the thought of being around him. But I kept going because on paper, it made sense. We lived close to each other. We wanted the same things. He was so into me. That's really what has drawn me to most guys. And then on the flip side, I have this guy who I have so much fun with. I'm so into, but you know he's leaving the country really soon. And I really had to face that fear and be like, you know what? Fuck what happens in the future. I'm enjoying being with this person right now. So why am I getting so in my head about the outcome of this when these are memories that I'm going to cherish? Like the amount that I've laughed with this person is so fucking worth it. I love that. I think that's exactly how to approach things. And like on the flip side with me, I've never really been that afraid with my relationships. Like I've always been like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. If I like a guy, I'm going to slide into his DMs. If I like a guy, I'm going to travel across the globe to see him. Like I just (laughs) haven't cared. I mean, I'm always terrified of everything but I think my love life has I'm the least fearful for whatever reason yeah you know it reminds me with Mr. B and I on our third fucking date he turned to me and goes by the way I'm not looking for a relationship and I was like okay cool 
And then I drove home and I was so distraught. I was like, shit, I really like this guy. We're hanging out and we're having a lot of fun. Granted, it's our third date, but I'm super into him. And he doesn't want a relationship. What do I do? Like, I don't want to get hurt. I'm really into him. Like, what if I keep talking to him and he doesn't want a relationship? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. He says he doesn't want a relationship. I'm not going to push the relationship thing. I'm just going to have fun. I really like hanging out with him. And if I end up getting hurt, I end up getting hurt. Now, 10 years later. Yeah, <laughs> 10 years later yeah. here we are i'm not saying go into a situation and be stupid but just don't be afraid don't be afraid of getting hurt yes and you know i was very protective of myself i had my walls up i wasn't setting any sort of expectation but i also didn't like ditch him because i was like i like him so i think that's the thing obviously being fearless isn't being fucking reckless like you don't have to be fucking crazy but also don't let it control you don't let it overwhelm you don't let it completely influence you to making like a 360 decision yes definitely you hit the nail on the head yeah we're not telling anyone to ignore red flags all we're saying is don't let fear take over your life do what feels good in the present because that's actually all we have so there's no point in dwelling on what's gonna happen in the future So that was fear of pain, right? Emotional heartbreak. I think a huge thing that we have is fear of judgment. Oh, God, yes. What is something you think you're always afraid of being judged by, Eva, aside from this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when I first started posting to my Instagram, the fear of judgment was out of control for me, especially because, you know, I have a law degree. I have an MBA. And all I could think is, what are my law school friends going to think of me as they're sitting in their like big law jobs, you know, using their degrees? And I'm over here like putting pictures of salads on my Instagram. (laughs) Which, by the way, the most beautiful salads I've ever seen. Thank you. Thank you. If you don't already follow me, please follow me. It's H I W A A A A A A A. I don't know, eight days. Yeah, it was huge for me. I like, I know you have a similar thing with your Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I've worked in social media for years and I always wanted to put more effort into my social media. I mean, I've worked with all these brands and built up their channels and never really did anything with mine. And I had all this knowledge, but I was always super afraid. And actually, I don't know if you remember, Heva, when I visited you... In New York, almost two years ago, I think I told you, I was like, yeah, I want to start putting more emphasis on my Instagram, like all this stuff. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. And then I never did. And I've always loved clothes. I mean, I have so much fucking clothes. It's so stupid how much clothes I have. And I would always buy clothing and I'd be like, oh, this would be such a cute like pick on Instagram. And then I'd never fucking do it. I had the same thing. I mean, I was just like, like, I can't give like styling tips. All these girls that are like little fashion influencers, like I'm not cool at all like that. Also, I'm not going to be posting pictures in like thongs. So like I'm not one of those girls. So what the fuck would I do? And then literally when quarantine happened, I was like, you know what? I literally have nothing to do. Why the fuck not? Like I'm sitting here with all these clothes in my closet that I can't wear and it's so fucking depressing. I'm just going to put them on and I'll take pictures and put it on Instagram. And I was like terrified. I was like, I look like such a fucking asshole. And my biggest thing in life is I never want to come across like an asshole. And 
it's funny. I was talking to a friend actually after I started like posting an obscene amount of pictures of myself and she turns to me. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like was like, oh, is Tiffany trying to be an influencer? And like that was my biggest fear. I was like, oh, yep. my God. Oh, my God. Like they're on to <laughs> me. Like shit. Delete, delete, abort. That's what I thought I was going to feel like. Right. But honestly, in that moment, I was like, you know what? Fuck them. No, I'm not necessarily trying to be an influencer. I just genuinely enjoy getting dressed up and like putting these looks together. But if they're going to hate on me anyways, now I'm really going to fucking do it. Yes. And it's really helped me get over that fear of being judged. I got some judgment, right? And now I'm like, I really don't fucking care at all. Honestly, being an influencer sounds like a fucking dream. You just do what interests you and people send you free shit and you get paid for it. It's a dream job. I think everyone low key deep down kind of wants to be an influencer. (laughs) So maybe let's stop judging each other for it and let's actually own it. I was talking to a friend over Christmas break and she really wants to start gaming and live streaming her gaming. And she was like, I'm really afraid of like, what if it doesn't blow up? And I was like, who cares if this is something you enjoy, like genuinely enjoy, just fucking do it. If you like posting pictures of the food that you make and it's something that makes you happy, just do it. You never know what the results can be. And at the end of the day, at least you're doing something that you love. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started doing this a little over a year ago. And do I have millions of followers? And am I getting tons of free shit from brands and getting in places for free? No, I don't. But I genuinely enjoy doing it. I would so much rather be spending my time doing things like this than sitting in an office that I hate, doing a job that I hate, where I'm paralyzed with fear because I don't actually deep down think I know what I'm doing. Whereas with food, I know nutrition. I know how to style food to make it pretty and I know how to combine flavors to make them taste good. I feel confident in it and I genuinely enjoy doing it. You know, ultimately with everything that we're saying, I think it all boils down to if there's something that brings you joy, regardless of the outcome, then don't even think about the outcome. You know, if there's someone that you're dating that you enjoy being around, keep dating them. It Don't get in your head about what will or won't happen. If you enjoy art or music or fashion or food or whatever, and you want to share that with people and that brings you joy, don't worry about whether it's going to blow up or not. Don't get in your head about that fear of failure or fear of judgment. So is there anything this year, since we preached all this shit about not being afraid, is there anything this year, Hiva, that you have been afraid of, but you're saying fuck it in 2021 and just going for it. Yes. It's kind of a big one. So I have a very difficult time with cold. I run extremely cold and I, as much as I love New York City, the winters are really hard for me. 
And at the same time, I've never lived at a beach and I've always wanted to. I mean, as a kid, I just pictured myself living on a beach. And for years now, I've been saying that I want to spend my winters somewhere warm. I want to live on a beach and be able to enjoy the sunlight, still get vitamin D, and then the rest of the year be in New York. I guess my fear here is a fear of pain, specifically hard work, because it just logistically feels like a lot to, you know, get a lease for three months while also having a lease in New York to move myself, my dog, figure out what to do with my plants. It's just so many logistics and it feels overwhelming. And I keep thinking, oh, well, if I had a partner, it would be so much easier because I would have someone to create the logistics with me. But last week I was playing a game with a friend and in the game I had to describe my ideal day and I said something about waking up to the sound of waves crashing and all these things I would say involved beaches and I was like, you know what, fuck it. How much easier would it be with a second person? I mean, I don't even care how much easier it would be. This is something that I've been wanting and it's not going to happen right like this winter that we're in right now because uh, with COVID and logistics, I just can't manage it. But I would like to, by next winter, have a plan set up where I leave in, I mean, any time between November to January works for me. And go spend my winter on a beach. So that's a goal I'm setting for myself. I'm going to start working on it now so that I can get everything in place to be able to do so by next winter. Do you know the location yet or is that still you're figuring out? No, and that's part of the problem. I really don't. I think it's okay if you don't have everything figured out because I think that's another thing that stops us when we get afraid is like, I don't know all the answers. Like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know the end goal. And that's fine. You'll figure it out. I'm in this really beautiful place of surrender and everything in my life right now where I'm like, universe, these are the things that I want. I want to be at a beach somewhere warm for the winters. I want to have a partner that I can have so much fun with and to support me in life. And I want this podcast to blow up. You figure out the way. (laughs) I'll do my part, but I'm not going to sit here and dictate the outcome. Show me the right places. Show me the right people. Show me the right ways, and I'll do it. I love that. I think that's such a great mindset to have, to be honest. What about you? You know, I thought about this a lot because we talked a lot about intentions and goals, and I think it's super cliche to say I want to lose weight. I also don't want to lose weight. I've never cared what my weight is, but I have always ate like shit. Like I kind of just eat whatever I want. I eat pizza whenever I want. I eat Chinese takeout whenever I want. I don't count any calories. I have no intention of counting calories because I don't have the fucking time for that. I'm consuming all this stuff that I know just when it comes down to it isn't good for me. So I really want to do a lifestyle change and I just want to start eating healthier and being more conscious of what I eat. But I can't just cut out certain stuff. For example, I went and bought lentil pasta, which is actually really, really good. And I bought a ton of spinach and tomatoes and I'm making like eggs and I actually got 
Ezekiel bread, mm-hmm. which I really, yeah. re- it's really good. Yeah. I like the flaxseed version the best FYI. I will look into that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting all these alternatives and it's just been two days, but I really want to make this a massive change in my life. It's not to lose weight. I would love to tone up a little bit, but it's really just, I want to feel better internally. When you eat like shit, you kind of feel like shit, whether you realize it or not. Definitely. Eating as much as I want, but just eating a lot more clean and healthier. I do want to work out more. I always say that and it never fucking happens, but I think this is more of like a tangible option and it's kind of fun. I had fun grocery shopping the other day. Yeah, it is. I mean, listen, you're talking to the right person for this. <laughs> this is my shit. And yeah, I love it so much. If you need any tips or help or suggestion, I'm here. If anyone listening, by the way, is trying to eat healthier, definitely check out my Instagram. But yeah, I'm here to support you with it. And thank you. So yeah, I guess as 2021 unfolds, you can stay on this journey with us and see how we're doing on facing our fears. Yes. And on that note, we're actually this month going to be talking about some topics that I'm really afraid to talk about personally that Heva and I have decided we're going to do. I don't want to spoil it, but it's going to be a lot of shit that we don't want to talk about. Yeah, but we are. Fear of judgment in (laughs) overdrive. Holy shit. Yeah. These next few episodes after this are going to be intense to say the least. There's a lot of things we're going to open up about that we haven't told anyone that's going to be deeply personal that might kind of shock you. It's about sex. It's about ourselves. It's We're going in. We're really, really going in. So yeah, 2021, the year we face our fears, the year we talk about our assholes, <laughs> and the year we take our power back. <laughs> And on that note, (laughs) if you have not yet hit subscribe, hit subscribe, like, comment, share with a friend. If you screenshot this episode and put it in your story, we're going to do something different this week. I'm actually announcing the giveaway. Usually it's Heva. I'm so excited. I have no idea what it is. In honor of a new year, if (laughs) Stephanie's story inspired you to try out anal dm me (laughs) she gave me her tips and tricks and i will share them with you so you don't shit yourself there you have it (laughs) ladies and gentlemen (laughs) let's all put our stephanie diapers on (laughs) face our fear of anal in 2021 (laughs) and don't forget to enter into this special giveaway so that you can find out just how to do anal in the best and least poop-filled way possible. He was like, I'm never letting you be in charge of our giveaway again. (laughs) What the fuck? No, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And here's to a better 2021. Love you guys. Love you guys. 